Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 888, air date February 21st, 2021. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Shiva Idure. I'm going to go live on Instagram also. Good to see you. We're going to have a very interesting discussion. Uh, we're going to always take a say, uh, working class guy here in Massachusetts, an electrician. Uh, Frank is going to join us. Uh, welcome to people on Instagram world. We have people joining. We have people on uh, Facebook. We have people on uh, Periscope, um, YouTube, and Twitch joining. Welcome to everyone. And we have people coming in. So we're going to wait a little while until our people join. Hi from New Zealand. Frank, we got people from New Zealand. Nice. Frank, come on over here. Just say hello to people. Howdy. Um, yeah, so this is uh, Frank. Come on in. Okay. So we have... Um, uh, we're going to do a discussion today on taking the concept of systems, as we've talked about. As many of you know, every Monday night, I offer a course called Foundations of Systems, and we're building our platform, a worldwide platform for really unleashing truth, freedom, and health at the local level. And that platform, as you know, includes the educational platform, it includes communications tools, and then includes tools to become activated. So uh, educate, communicate, and activate. So that's what we're building at vashiva.com. And, and I'll talk about that as people are coming in. Hi from Minnesota. We got Everett, Massachusetts, Frank. Oh, I lived there uh, for a while. Texas, right? Uh, Brandon, Florida. Um, Quebec. Let's see what we got over here. People coming in here. Okay. On Instagram, people are logging in. And a uh, good group of people. Hope everyone's having a good weekend. We have people from California, Ohio, Williston, Vermont, Shalom, Sanford, Georgia, Montana, Canada, uh, New Jersey, Chattanooga, Wisconsin, Poland, uh, Las Vegas, hi from Massachusetts. Great. So hi, Plymouth. Great. So we, so um, we're going to have a really down to earth uh, case study discussion about the not so obvious establishment, the real snakes who really screw up movements, who manipulate people. And uh, it's about time people start getting really smart about uh, what really derails a real change taking place. And that's what we're gonna talk about today. In the Foundations of Systems program um, that we are building, that we built, which is a curriculum to really teach you the physics of political change. Look, you can't, Frank, you're an electrician, right? Yes. Uh, how, how many uh, months did you, or years did you have to go to journeyman before you could be an electrician? Uh, you apprentice for about uh, four years full time, eight thousand hours, and then you do about a thousand hours of schooling, and you have constant continuing education every three years. So, so the concept of someone saying, "Oh, I just came out, uh, I, I studied a little bit of electricity, let me go jump and wire your house," that would be insane, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> Make sure you have good fire insurance policy. <laughs> <laughs> so the same process, you know, you, you don't get a PhD out of MIT like overnight, right? You got to uh, take a number of courses. Then you have to pass your uh, qualifiers, uh, your oral qual qualifiers, and you have to pass your written qualifiers, and you have to do a thesis, and you have to present it in front of the essentially the entire faculty in the department. So the real uh, sciences, you know, all the arts, the famous uh, skills, always have a process to go to. But when it comes to politics, for some reason, we think we just have passion. And we're going to change stuff, and so. Uh, it doesn't occur that way because in order to build a bridge or build a, a transformer, you need to know either Newton's laws or the laws of Maxwell, right? 
basically. So what people need to understand is there are fundamental principles to building a movement. You, there is, a, just like you have electricity, magnetism, and gravity, you have something called the understanding the interrelationships between truth, freedom, and health. You have to understand um, the bottoms up movement. And then you have to understand something called the not so obvious establishment. Every, every week, Monday night, uh, we, we, we've created this course. So what I wanna start with is just playing a quick video. Some of you may have seen it, but um, I'll do that video. But today we're gonna, after that video, we're gonna get into it with Frank. Frank's had a lot of ground experience with the Massachusetts swamp, right? Frank, you, were, you're, you, you weren't political, right? Until you got, maybe you wanna just tell people how you got. Yeah, I wasn't really involved in politics whatsoever until, um, until Trump actually announced. And at that point I saw what I, um, assumed was the outside agent of change. And uh, I um, got, I, I threw myself into it for a year and a half as a volunteer in his 2016 campaign. Yes, so basically most of us um, don't really wanna get into politics, but when you see someone you think is a real agent of change, like what happened with our campaign, we start bringing out people who never voted. But the establishment always hates uh, the real agents of change. They don't want working people coming out there. They have their own little clique, but the biggest snakes are not the obvious establishment, as I teach in our course, but the not so obvious establishment. In Massachusetts, we're gonna give the case study of the Massachusetts GOP. You know, everyone says, oh my God, Massachusetts is a blue state, right? And you know, and, 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 and the poor uh, Republicans lose. But the reality we're gonna find out is that Massachusetts Republican Party is one with the establishment. They make sure that no one ever comes bottoms up. But before we start that, um, I'm gonna play our video that we always do because it'll give you a background of what we're doing um, at VA Shiva and what the course we're actually Our country, let me uh, go to full screen here. So let's everyone enjoy, hopefully you'll enjoy this video. Those of you who are new, welcome. But I wanna play this video which really level sets uh, what our movement is about. Here you we go. have allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. Exactly. This reality is what people need to wake up to, and we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left-wing, right-wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. We wow. gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas, hypothesis into truth which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, 
which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work united. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're gonna follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're gonna follow you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not gonna lead us to liberation, it's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game, and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done, and it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to vashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics, and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. Now, the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there. But we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to VA Shiva, Victory America Shiva, VAShiva.com. It's a great video. All right, everyone. Thank you. Hope you enjoyed that video. So uh, that video really sets the sets the basis of what we're going to talk about today is um, in the course that we do every Monday evenings. And by the way, uh, by the way, please go to vashiva.com slash join. We're building the physical infrastructure, which includes hardware, uh, the physical infrastructure, uh, software, 
where we are providing the educational tools. So when you join, you can become whatever you want to contribute. You can just join as a member. Please make sure just join. If you don't um, want to contribute, just join as a member so you get access to all the other videos. It's absolutely free. If you want to contribute something, people have said, Dr. Shiva, I want to contribute. I never felt just taking something for nothing. So when you join, you can um, get the ebook system and revolution, or you can um, get the tools, your body, your system to understand how your body is system, or you can decide to become a truth, freedom and health warrior. My goal is to have around 50,000 people trained by the end of 2021. And then we start grooming leaders, one in every state, one in every country. We need to build a bottoms up movement. Otherwise it's all BS guys. We cannot believe in the left or the right. Frank will tell you his own experience, right? He, he, he thought, you know, uh, the Republican Party was going to be him, and he'll talk about how they screwed him and took advantage of him, right? Um, and the real, and it's not just Republicans and Democrats, it also happens to Democrats. So what I want to talk about today is the not-so-obvious establishment and the goal of today's um, discussion, because I'm going to open up the phone lines a little bit after, and you guys can ask us questions, so you guys can call in, is to really have a discussion about us getting smart. We can't afford to be naive adolescents anymore. We have to get intelligent about who the real enemy is. And we also have to get real. Do we really want change? Because if we really want change, we got to identify who the real snakes are. And if we really want to change, it's going to take our effort to learn the political physics, which the course offers, and go bottoms up. That's what it's going to require. And to learn the not so obvious establishment, the real snakes. And what we're going to do is we're going to teach you from our own experience the as a case study in the Massachusetts GOP, I'm sure it's also the Democrats. And in every one of your states and wherever you are in the world, you always will find the real snakes. And the problem is people are either too naive or they don't want to deal with the real snakes. So nothing ever happens. So let's, let's start by uh, doing our discussion here. So let me uh, go to our, yeah. So let me um, uh, start here. So one of the things we discuss um, in, let me go here. I'm going to share the screen here. So I'm going to bring up our window here. I have it all set up. Hopefully it's all set up. Good. Okay. So I'm going to talk here, uh, today. You guys can see this. So I'll make sure people on Instagram can see this. Great. Okay. So we're going to talk about one of the things when you take the course, again, you can become a truth, freedom and health warrior is you will actually understand what this diagram is about. We start teaching you the foundations of systems. And the foundations of systems are important because once you understand the foundations of systems, you can actually understand any type of system on the planet, okay? Any type of system. And, and the system that I talk about here is uh, the system of control systems. It's basically a two-year course you're gonna learn in an hour, but I don't have, I'm not gonna talk about that today, but what you learn from the simple diagram is that there are things that get in the way of us actually winning. And in this case, it's the disturbance. So, so basically, we all want a goal we want to achieve, truth, freedom, and health, or we want to make money, or we want to have a loving family, or we want to, whatever, become a great tennis player, whatever. So whatever it is, you can use this approach to understand it. But we're not going to talk about that today. But what we will talk about is to achieve any goal, you have something called a disturbance. Frank, you know, you, you probably deal with this in elect electrical stuff, right? Um, you have signal noise, right? Or or yeah. things that come in the way, right? Uh, troubleshooting. Uh, troubleshooting, right. Yeah. But a disturbance is, unless you understand what the real disturbance is, you're never going to be able to achieve your goal. 
the, uh, so the real disturbance that we're going to talk about is a not so obvious establishment. Now I go into great detail in the foundations of systems courses. One of the, it's like gravity. It's one of the most important principles to understand. So the not so obvious establishment that all of you um, are going to appreciate. Let me just bring so you guys can see us here. So the not so obvious establishment that you're going to understand is the critical thing that always gets in the way of real movements building. And this is why change doesn't occur fast enough. It takes sometimes we spend hundreds of years banging our heads at something. And, and let's talk about that. And then we're going to apply this understanding of the not so obvious establishment to the Massachusetts swamp, because the Massachusetts swamp is one of the critical elements of the not so obvious establishment. So why do I say that? Okay. So if we go to the Massachusetts swamp and we go through this analysis, what you'll find is that we can take a step back and understand in general, the not so obvious establishment. This is a good diagram that explains it. Okay. So if you look at the establishment, they're very clever. They have the obvious side, like in the 2016 election, everyone knows the Clintons were the obvious establishment, right? Um, and then you also had the Obamas and then the Clintons and the Bushes, all part of the not so obvious establishment. Also the Romneys and here's Romney and Obama hanging out. OK, but in opposition to the establishment are people like us and we come in all different colors, left, right, up, down. What I call the agents of change, the Tea Party, you could call it the communist people who think working people should rise up, the Green Party, all different colors, black, right? Uh, the, the people for. Uh, Monsanto, right? Or no to GMOs. So that's the change agents. Typically, the feature of the change agents is they're not perfect, but they go to the they want they go to the ground. Now, in opposition to the change agents comes someone uh, an a, an element which is called the not so obvious establishment. Okay, the not so obvious establishment is a, an arm of the establishment. So just like you have Newton's laws, force equals mass times acceleration, right? Mass. Uh, when you multiply by acceleration, you get force, right? So the not so obvious establishment is literally like forces to mass another aspect of the establishment, okay? It is physics. This is the political physics that we need to understand. The not so obvious establishment is the other face of the establishment. However, uh, people get bamboozled. In the 2016 election, a lot of young people thought this fool, guy never held a job, Right. I think he wrote erotic novels, which he failed at. Then he tried to be a carpenter as a couch surfer. It's pretty disgusting that a guy like this even gets to this level. And the reason I want to uh, talk about this is why does a Bernie Sanders even get to this level? Why? Because he talks the talk, says all the right things. And people say, oh, Bernie's such a nice guy. Yeah. And it also happens on the right wing side, as we talked about, you have the Tucker Carlson's and scumbags like in Massachusetts, like the Howie cars, right? Those people know these people manipulate the white working class as bad as Al Sharpton manipulates the black people, right? But they t say all the right stuff. They, in fact, act as though they're the opposition. And this is where the essence is that as long as you believe just their talk and you don't look at their actions, you will always be fooled. And you're the fool for doing that. That's why we need to understand the physics here. So let's go back here, okay? So when we look at this, when we look at here, Bernie's a case study at the national level. And if you look at this fool, right? He said, I will represent the people, not Wall Street. Good talk. But then what does he do at the last minute? He sells out. He sells out, tells everyone to vote for Hillary, who's clearly a criminal, okay? He didn't build an independent movement. He didn't tell people, you know, follow me, right? 
let's let's support the working people on the ground. No, he went and did this, right? He said, if you can't beat him, join her. And in fact, Trump's tweet uh, was right on the money. You know, he said, Bernie Sanders endorsing crooked Hillary is like Occupy Wall Street endorsing Goldman Sachs, okay? And this is where the problem is. People keep making uh, excuses on the left and the right. Well, you know, Tucker says a lot of good things. Tucker's a freaking entertainer. He's a little rich white preppy boy, okay? He hangs out with his liberal friends. You know, he actually made excuses for Hunter Biden, okay? But you watch him on TV, just like the left watches Bernie. Oh my God, he says all the right things. Bernie did it twice though, that's the best part. Say that again, Bernie? Yeah, he did it twice. Yeah, he did it. He did it once to who? In both of his campaigns, he did it twice. Right. First, he did it to Hillary, and then he did the same thing to Biden. Exactly. Okay. So this is why uh, the not so obvious establishment is very clever, and it's clever because uh, where you are not smart to just listen, you just not look at their actions, but look at their words. Remember, Bernie ultimately endorsed Hillary. Okay. That's what he did. He endorsed her. So let's go back. So this is, again, physics. So when you understand the physics here, Trump was right on the money there. And look at this, hugging with the enemy, mm-hmm. you know, and always some rationalization. But the key thing is this funnel says it all. The purpose of the not-so-obvious establishment is to funnel you, is literally treat you like sheep and to funnel you back into the arms of the enemy. That's why they exist. Talk a lot of words. But at the end, end of the day, they'll say, wait, we can't have someone like Shiva, right? We can't have someone, we can't have a change agent. We need this guy, yeah. all right? And that's what they do. And in this case, the funneling was back to Hillary. So this is what you have, Bernie and Hillary, all chummy chum. They're two sides of the same coin. That's what they are. And, and they're part of the entire establishment, be it Elizabeth Warren, be it Obama. And this is pretty easy to see now, okay? But... Uh, in opposition to them is we, the people, who must build a bottoms-up movement. And that is what, and in order to build that bottoms-up movement, you need to have the right infrastructure. You need to have the right communication tools. You need to have the right education and need to be activated. That's why we're building at VA Shiva is instead of you whining and wondering, well, what can I do? What is to be done is we need to get training. We need to start building a community. So on VA Shiva, we're have the equivalent of Facebook. We have the equivalent of a forum underground so we can communicate independent of big tech within our own infrastructure. So all of you out there who have skills, who want to contribute, you have hardware, support this because we're building our own infrastructure bottoms up. So anyway, that's why it's important to build a bottoms up infrastructure. Now, having shared this, um, this is some of the lessons that you want to understand that we discuss more in the foundation of systems. This is the key features of the not so obvious establishment. They talk the talk, right? Be it be it people like Tucker Carlson, be it the right wing talk show host, be it the left wing people. They just talk because remember they're entertainers, and the and and people when you start exposing them, like what do people say when you say something against uh, Tucker? They say, "Oh, but I like what he says." Yeah. You know, he's against them, but they do not walk the walk. They manipulate working people to think that they fight for them. That's what they do. They exist to manipulate us things. And they always push the idea of the lesser of two evils. They never will support bottoms up. They'll never support working class movements. And they're pay to play. I put pay to lay. (laughs) (laughs) Pay to play. Pretty close. They do that too. They do that too. Um, And they do not want real change. Now, 
you know, and there's a long history of deceit, a long history. And something that may seem sacrilegious is a guy like Gandhi. Gandhi is taught as though he was a guy who helped India. He was the one who won freedom. Well, this guy was one of the most racist, elitist people, a lawyer. He said he was going to fight, uh, you know, for the in South Africa. The story goes, oh, he went to South Africa, fought for the poor people, helped liberate the blacks and the Hindus. Absolutely false. Gandhi was actually fighting for the wealthy Hindus to get trading rights in the Transvaal. He lost at that. Then he comes to India. Now, Gandhi comes to India at a time. Frank, you and I have talked about this. Gandhi comes to India at a time when the people of India in the 1920s wanted to have a good revolution. They looked to people like Thomas Paine. They looked to George Washington. They said, hey, they threw out the British. The British have subjugated us for 300 years. The Indians wanted a good revolution. This guy, Gandhi, is literally parachuted in by the Indian elites who loved the British, who loved bootlicking up to them, who actually saw a nice arrangement with them. So Gandhi is brought into India for the singular purpose of quieting down the masses to placate them. So they don't have a good revolution, violent or nonviolent. Mm -hmm. And Gandhi told these people to get their heads beaten in and he romanticized nonviolence, which is absolutely anti-human. So what happens is Gandhi quiets the people down and they transfer power to the British. All right. It was not called the Declaration of Indian Independence, called the transfer of power. So white men with crowns leave India. And what ends up happening in India is you have brown men with white hats take over. And for 70 years and even till now, India has massive corruption. So for 70 years, because people were forced to follow this not so obvious establishment snake and, you know, statues are built for him. He wears a white robe, says some good stuff there. It's all theater. It's all theatrics. And the elites are very, very good at this. They know how to play theater. So they created the control opposition Gandhi, the not so obvious establishment. There were real revolutionary leaders. They were taken out of the picture. And then they created the legislature. So all these brown people could argue and fight, let out their steam, right? Within their construct. So the bottoms up movement was stopped. The not so obvious establishment Gandhi gets parachuted in. And what do you get? you get the transfer of power. That's the document is called, Frank. It was not called the Indian Declaration of Independence. It's called the transfer of power. And interestingly enough, uh, the guy that Gandhi appointed to become the Indian prime minister, he was literally banging, banging the the wife of the the emperor of India, of emperor of Britain. So this they were all friends at Oxford, you see? Mm -hmm. That's how the elites are. They're one big incestuous group. They just fake it. Now, Having said that, Frank and I wanted to share with you, so, so this is not like we talked about the national level, we want to share with you the Massachusetts swamp and how the same example comes there. So all of you can start looking at in your own states. And in fact, if any one of you wants to do the same thing, whether you're in Nevada or you know New Jersey or New Zealand, you'll find the same feature. Okay, so let's just jump into it. We're going to talk to you now about the Massachusetts swamp. And we're gonna really expose some of the biggest swamp scum here. So the Massachusetts swamp. Okay, so in Massachusetts, let's again use our same diagram, right? This is a physics. Let's talk about the physics here, okay? So it's really microcosm, the, the state is really microcosm. I'm sorry, Frank, let me, let me bring it country. back to you. Go ahead, Frank. Say oh yeah, sorry. Go so it's, the state is really a microcosm for the country in a, in a sense. We, yeah. were, we used to say that the Massachusetts is the sewer that feeds the swamp in DC, but. Yeah, and a lot of the, remember, Massachusetts where the American Revolution took place, and when they lost the American Revolution, it's not like the Blue Bloods got up and left. 
they embedded themselves deeper. You could argue that Massachusetts is the epicenter of the deep state between MIT and Harvard. All the blue bloods are here. They never, they were quite upset that they had to give us the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, et cetera. So Massachusetts is where they do the innovation. You're gonna see this here. And we're gonna show you some of the pictures of the swamp scum of Massachusetts. So you're gonna, and by the way, this is just not to personally attack any of these guys because they're just part of the swamp. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so just like this, so this is a guy called Charlie Baker. Those of you who don't know him, he's a quote unquote Republican governor, went to Harvard, a blue blood. His mentor was Bill Weld. Bill Weld, yeah. You know, another, drunk, Harvard. another Harvard guy, uh, all friends with Romney. Another Harvard guy. Another Harvard guy. And Bill Wells uh, essentially was a former governor of Massachusetts, quote unquote Republican. By the way, he's the one who ran against Trump. The only, all three of them hate Trump. <laughs> all three of them hate Trump, but they're Republicans, okay? Charlie Baker, some people call him Charlie Faker, okay? But we just want to set the characters here. Now, in and, and this is a very good diagram that Ben Garrison drew when I was running for office. So here you see... Charlie Baker right here in the Massachusetts swamp with the GOP. And look what you see. You see right here that in the swamp, here's Harvard in the background, as you can see here, feeding the swamp, right? Here's with lies. Here's also the Democrats with Elizabeth Warren, also out of Harvard, okay? There's the GOP and the donkey, and there's Mitt Romney in the back. And so what you can see is this is one big swamp, the sewer that feeds the swamp, is in many ways the epicenter is Harvard University. This is where all the elites get their training. So in opposition to that swamp, again, there's a change agents here. We were the first ones that here's when we started running, we started building a bottoms up movement. Here's me uh, really uh, leading our movement when we found out that they wouldn't let us on the debate stage. Remember that, Frank? Yep. They wouldn't let us on the debate stage even though we were a bona fide candidate in 2008 running against another big swamp creature, Elizabeth Warren. A, she's a racist. She faked that she was a uh, took advantage of uh, affirmative, uh, action. affirmative action. And when she wasn't even, I think she had less than um, one one thousandth. And then they had to throw in some Peruvian genes to even get that. Okay, we're the ones who expose that. So the bottom line is, we started building a movement here in Massachusetts, exposing the likes of Warren. We ran for office. Um, this is Frank with President Trump, right? You have a bunch of Frank. You yeah. why don't you say a little bit about how you got involved in the with the Trump campaign before we go on? Oh, I, like I said earlier, I, I, um, I started out as a very active volunteer when he announced at the famous Escalator ride and um, went a year and a half uh, as, a, as a volunteer, but literally volunteering full-time, put my job aside and everything like that. And uh, got, got to meet him and his family and uh, got some nice pictures, nice memories and all that. It was, it was amazing, but uh, you know, we were the outsiders and they, you know, we, they would taunt us and make fun of us, the, the Republicans, when I say they, um, uh, they basically uh, saw us as uh, misfits and so forth until he started to surpass the 17 or so people that he was in the primary with at that in 2016. And then at that point, they took us serious. And but but <laughs> Frank, you never were political until then, right? You, I wasn't. No. You wanted to, what do you do for a living, Frank? Um, so I'm an, I'm an electrician, uh, self-employed, an electrical contractor. I've been on my own for over 30 years doing it. And uh, it's very rewarding and, uh, you know, working for yourself. Um, and um, But all of your work, no one paid you. You're not a political hack. No one paid yeah. you to be a volunteer. I was offered some jobs, but I said, no, that would kind of ruin it, actually, if, um, if, if I was a hack. I mean, I was having so much fun as a grassroots activist and I met a lot of new friends. So it was great.
And, and the thing that brought you out was what? Because Trump was an outside agent of change. You, you never That's what really it was. Yeah, I didn't really care for either party. I mean, I I was unenrolled. You know, I wasn't affiliated with any party prior to that. I only registered Republican for Trump because, uh, you know, he was running and they needed delegates and so forth. And I thought I might try that. Um, I didn't become a delegate, but I was a very active volunteer. So Frank um, and I met in 2018, 2017. I, by the way, to let everyone know, I, I, when I was a 17, 18 year old kid, I realized both parties were the same. I didn't like the lesser of two evils concept. Uh, I never voted in my life. I was an activist, so you can go check out the site, all the different things I did. But when Trump ran, I said, well, he sounds like he's, I like the fact that he was ripping both parties, if yeah, you remember. That's what I like so, too. Yeah, so, so a lot of us did. Um, and uh, so I decided to vote and uh, voted for him. And on, on, in 2017, I decided to run for office. Frank heard about our campaign. And our campaign was only the real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. And it wasn't about race. It was really about the fact this woman was out of integrity, part of the Massachusetts swamp. So we built a very powerful. That slogan was awesome, by the way. That's where you had me at the slogan. <laughs> yeah, it was a great slogan. So so this is, you know, our bus we had, right? Yeah. Only a real Indian can defeat the fake Indian. We built the bus by ourselves um, in Massachusetts. We had a lot, massive bottoms up ground campaign, less than what we did in 2020. But um this bus we take everywhere people would get really upset but what's interesting was i ran as a republican thinking that you know the values of hard work coming from nothing would be appreciated but what the gop did the massachusetts gop republicans and a lot of people remember this instead of embracing a guy wow this guy is the epitome of the american dream came from nothing uh worked his butt off got four degrees from mit started seven different companies they found a fool to run to make sure he would get on the ballot on the Republican ballot, forced us to run as independents. And we'll talk about that full shortly. But, you know, this was our movement, bottoms up. We were the change agents. We had, you know, in the 2020 election, we'll talk about that, 3,000 volunteers. But this is what change really looks like, bottoms up. And uh, so people like Frank, working people joined our movement. So now, just like we shared with you earlier, uh, in opposition to what was taking place on the ground, just like the establishment put Bernie Sanders in 2016, the establishment in Massachusetts, again, same physics. They have their own uh, swamp scum. And what did they do? They found, oops, they found their own not so obvious establishment here. And we'll go to this. And they had uh, guys like this, okay? They had this very disgusting looking guy, one guy called Dirty Deal. Okay, we don't even want to give these people's uh, name, but he's Dirty Deal. You know, his last name is Deal, D-I-E-H-L. Another guy called Jimbo. Jimbo. His name is Jim Lyons, but we call him Jimbo Liar. <laughs> he's a Complete liar. liar. He thinks he's a whitey bulger. And Frank, you want to tell about Jimbo? Jimbo, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah well, your experience. He promote, now he promotes himself as a Trumper. Oh, uh, it's right? a total lie. And, and, But as a radical right guy against total the establishment. Lie. Why don't you tell what Jimbo's really about? Well, in 2016, he was uh, Ted Cruz's uh, state director from Massachusetts. Okay, so that alone will tell you. Uh, and uh, he never quite got over that Cruz losing that primary in 2016. Yeah, and, um, yeah so he... Uh, even in even in twenty sixteen, he was kind of pulling for Hillary, thinking the Cruz was going to run in twenty twenty again. But this is like this is a guy who's the head of the Massachusetts Republican He's Party. The head of the Massachusetts at the Republican time in twenty sixteen, he hated Trump, refused a Trump lawn sign. He said, "Get that thing out of here." And even when I put signs too close to his for other people, he would harass them. 
it was ridiculous. I mean, guy's name is Jim Lines. We call him Jimbo Liar. Okay, a complete yeah. swamp scum. So here's a guy, Frank, sincerely goes, who's the head of the Republican Party. Says, "Hey, look, can you put a Trump sign on?" What did he do, Frank? He oh, he he refused that. He just didn't want anything to do with Trump until um, until he became the head of the Republican Party. Now he had to fake it. To, for fundraising purposes, essentially. At that point, he was state rep or something. Right. Again, so, a Republican guy. <laughs> and also, he claims he's against the governor, right? Oh, yeah. The two of them are like tight as, you know, they're so, best friends. You know? Now, the guy in the back here is a guy called Dirty Deal. So when I ran uh, as a Republican in 2016, let me bring this guy back, they did not want me challenging their chosen one. They're, it's all backroom deals. Remember, we have selections in America. We do not have elections. It's all backroom deals. It's all swamp scum. So Jimbo and Dirty Deal had already decided Dirty Deal was going to be the Republican nominee in 2018. And there's no way a guy like me should ever have to be allowed. So I had to run as an independent. Yeah. Now, what you'll learn about this guy, Dirty Deal, is, Frank, you want to explain this picture to everyone? Oh, so, yeah. I met so, him I met him in Trump's campaign office. He, uh, he claimed to be a co-chair, which was a made-up title that never existed. And then... Dirty you know, deal. Dirty deal. On yeah. the left here. Yeah, he picture. lied about his title. He never never existed. So he's a guy on the left here at this picture. Go he he uh, went to this event, as you can see. It was a, uh, he, he snuck in backstage. On the right, you'll see uh, Howie Kopp, who snuck him in, basically. This guy right here with the white hair? Yeah. The who white also hair. didn't like Trump. Well, he liked Trump as long as Trump's paying, you know, giving him Mar-a-Lago. Mar-a-Lago passes and right. whatnot. So, but, uh, yeah, deal there. He, he got uh, the finger poke and he got thrown out. He couldn't get the... He got shut down for a handshake. No, that wasn't happening, as you can see there by the picture. So, so, so dirty deal here tries to handshake with President. Oh, Trump. I called him out on that pic, that very picture. But let's just tell the people. So, at this event, yeah, he sneaked in. He wasn't even supposed. He to was be not there. supposed to be there. No. So this is deal That's who's running primary. now for U.S. Senate Republican primary. He wanted to show that he was close to Trump. Before that, exactly. he was against Trump. But he was. They were trying to deny Trump convention 2016, and they were doing everything to to pull the rug out from under him. On behalf of Ted Cruz, right? So, 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 deal goes to try to get a photo up with Trump. Trump yeah. actually he realized, pissed off, yeah, he does because he had that. stolen Trump's data, right? Yes, that's true. In the primary campaign office, uh, Jeff Deal stole the list of supporters to run his own campaign, and we knew this because we were getting the same spam emails. You sign up for a Trump rally, and you would you would get junk email from from Jeff Deal, right? So, so this guy Jeff Deal, by the way, he's a failed sign salesman. Has no skills, right. not like Frank is a working class guy. He he is being groomed. This is what they do at selections, a puppet dope. Yeah. And so he tries to get a picture of Trump. Trump's pissed off. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Jeff Deal, later on, look at this. This is quite amazing. He puts out a picture that he puts out a picture. Yeah. Go ahead, Frank. Yeah, no, I called him out on the finger poke. I said, oh, what happened here? And he said... He must have had somebody quickly do a Photoshop job, and he came back with the Photoshop, and he said, oh, no, no, he shook my hand. Here's a picture of him shaking my hand. Yeah, but- so what you, what you see here is this looks like from this angle, Trump is shaking his hand. And so Deal puts out a picture all over social media in 2018 set with this picture. So when we saw this picture, we had a forensic guy look at this, and what you'll see is you'll see very carefully there is no handshake. It's a distancing. Yeah. And what actually happens is – there's a third hand. So there's one hand of the president, Trump. There's another hand, which is actually on a side that they flip this hand. So there was no handshake ever done. No handshake. You see this, and there's no one behind him. This guy's way far away. 
this hand, this hand is actually President Trump's hand flipped. They photoshopped it. So this guy never got a handshake from President Trump, right? Let me go back to this. So no handshake ever took place. Yet Deal is out there telling people that he, him and Trump are close. So we exposed this and it went viral and Deal never talked about this again, right? We had a forensics guy, Alfred Demersian, who actually did the image analysis and showed this is a third hand. So it's the three-handed Trump, we called it, right? Oops, it was called the three-handed Trump. So what you see is, in fact, here's a handshake, here's a finger poke, but there is a handshake with him shaking hands with the governor who oh, hates Trump. Oh, that's the real handshake, yeah. But if you look at this picture, there is there is no handshake. There's three hands. So this is, when we say that they're liars, we mean these people are serious scumbags, okay? Yep. So they photoshopped a picture with Trump shaking his hand because the tide was changing, right? More and more people are becoming They had to fake it at that point. Right. Jim Lyon starts wearing Make America Great hats again. First but, they try to shut him down, and then when they realized it wasn't going to work, then they said, well, we better, we better pretend, you know. Right. So I hope everyone's following along. So you have this, uh, how they position themselves. Yes. And we were the first ones to expose this. We started exposing Dirty Deal, okay? And we started exposing everything he was doing. In Massachusetts, as my campaign was growing, there's another guy called, we call him Howie Whore, right? <laughs> He's pay to play. He's one of the radio station guys. Again, a lot of white working class people follow this guy because it, he's literally the Al Sharpton yeah. of uh, white people, okay? White working class people. People say, well, Howie says the right things, but Howie Carr endorsed Dirty Deal knowing it was a fake handshake yeah. and tried to do a hit job on me, right? Frank tried to put a mug shot on me of a case that was thrown well, out of court. because your opponent would paid the, uh, Howie, you paid you know, him $250,000. You could see that on FEC do, uh, documents online, you know, the, the records. And he tried to shake you down when you went to an interview, buy my ads or else. Right. <laughs> so, know. yeah, and oh, here, oh my God. <laughs> Someone said Jeff Deal stole the jewelry of a classmate. Wow, awesome, <laughs> okay. Uh, yes, uh, yes, so as Lewis uh, says here, there was a, we found out later, Jeff Deal, when he was in, in a uh, in, uh, college, right? Yeah. A woman called in or high school, he actually stole someone's jewelry. Yes. This is a kind of scum that we have running in Massachusetts. So here, I'm an MIT PhD guy, I forget even the PhD, but I busted my ass, right? And this is what the GOP finds, a scum like this to run against Elizabeth Warren, okay? Because, so they find dirty deal in the 2018 election to run against Warren, designated loser they didn't want me running against warren that was the bottom line mm -hmm. everyone get that so here's a bona fide candidate like me who could have destroyed warren running an amazing ground campaign guys like frank lots of volunteers coming up getting very excited about only the real indian can defeat the fake indian they find it's dirty like the party didn't want to win I, it was bizarre they did not want a winner <laughs> they wanted to put up a loser on purpose twice both times well i think you're bringing up it is is it funny it's it's what we're saying, this is the operating model. In these states, wherever, whichever state you are, whichever country, and they've already decided, guys, they don't want anywhere in bottoms ups. In Massachusetts, Elizabeth Warren was gonna be the senator in 2018. They find a fool, they don't want an outsider like me because it's ruffling the feathers. They find an idiot who knows how to Photoshop, does bad Photoshop jobs, <laughs> who has no background, no skills, but he's part of the swamp. 
They want him to lose, but they raise money and they give the election to Warren. The same thing occurred in 2020. We had 3,000 volunteers this time on the ground. We had 10,000 lawn signs, 20,000 bumper stickers. We were everywhere. They find a guy who puts his website as cock for Senate, <laughs> literally, in the Republican primary. And as we have two cases in federal court right now, the Massachusetts GOP is who committed election fraud, not the Democrats. Right? Yeah, it's true. It wasn't the Democrats who committed election fraud against a fellow Republican. It was a Republicans committing election fraud. And then later on, they started raising money on election fraud. Right. Okay. Same I hope this were, is clear. Same way they were raising money off of Trump and they hated him. Right. <laughs> so the Republicans today, including the G national GOP, is raising money on election fraud when they're the perpetrators of election fraud. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to educate people on. That these people, they say one thing and they'll even make it sound good. But what they do is actually against working people. So let's go back to the drawing board here. So here you have a guy. This is 2018, right? Now, this guy, Jimbo Liar, and you can look him up, Jim Lyons and Dirty Deal are probably getting ready for their next round. Now, Frank, what happened here? You had me go to the oh, yeah. you live in Andover, right? Yes. Which is and they have a Republican town. You had me come and give a talk in Andover, Jim. Jimbo liar is <laughs> he didn't the, like the fact that you were in his town. His so, town. so it turns out that the mass GOP chairman lives in my town. And uh, in, in the fall of 2019, you were in your second campaign uh, against Ed Markey, uh, trying to unseat Ed Markey. So the purpose of the, the committee is like, let's bring Republican candidates in to speak. So and I'm a registered Republican. He's a registered Republican. I'm a Republican. I'm part of the committee. I invite him. Come on in and speak to our group here. He came in, and there's a picture of him in front of the town office seal. And um, the day after, Jim Lyons was so furious that I had the audacity to bring a Republican to speak to a bunch of Republicans <laughs> that he conspired to have me removed from the committee. How, and here's a screenshot of his email uh, the, to the chair. John, how do we get rid of this guy? <laughs> Which is referring to you. And that's what they did. They, they ousted me. So, yeah, so think so. about this. Here's a working class guy like Frank. All these guys are getting paid. Yes. Jim Lyons is getting paid. Frank bottoms up. Frank, how many signs did you put up for Trump? How many signs did you put up for us? A lot. I can't remember. A lot. Frank is one of the hardest working people I know. And it's guys like Frank, working people who were, you know, got excited by an outside agent of change like Trump and me. Guys like him get inspired by that. And what did the Massachusetts GOP scumbags like Jim Lyon, Jimbo Liar do? They try to throw him out of the Republican Town Committee. Yeah. How long have you lived in Andover? Uh, uh, most of my life. Yeah. Right? So 50 years. 40, right? 40 years. 40 so, years. Yeah. And so I want to just, so here's a working class guy who is not getting paid, who starts supporting outside agents of change. And the Republican Party, not the Democrats, Democrats never attacked you. It was right. the Republican Party who wanted to throw him out because he was supporting me. So I just want everyone to think about it. A lot of Democrats that. liked you. A lot of Democrats like Trump, too. I, I, yeah. The Democrats treated us kinder. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so anyone, this guy, Jeff Deal, Dirty Deal. Yeah. Someone said, Frank, you got a big fan here. We love Frank. Okay. Marcella Sato Davis. Yeah. So um, the reason we're telling you this is that things aren't going to change. This guy, Dirty Deal, may be trying to run for governor. Now, Dirty Deal gets there because of another scumbag called Howie Hoare, okay? 
And anyone listening out there, Howie Carr is his name. This guy's a total scumbag. Pay for play. Pay for play. He Again, the acts as though he doesn't like Governor Baker. But what he does is to make sure no one else from below comes up. He thinks he will choose who will be the designated losers. So in 2018, he supported Dirty Deal. And in 2020, he supported this guy called Koch, K-O-C, a lawyer who no one knew, put him on radio, never called us for an interview, never gave us any play because he's paid to play because he got a couple hundred thousand paid. That's why all of you white working class people in Massachusetts understand how he cars a scumbag. He's talk, he's talk, and he misleads you no different than Al Sharpton. He's the Al Sharpton of white working people. I don't know what else you want to share about Howie Hoare. Yeah. Like, no, I, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. We had an event one time in the uh, in the 2016 campaign, and he we invited him to to come and speak, and all he was concerned about yeah, yeah, tell him this. this how, how many books he was going to sell. I mean, we, I think we had about tell, five. Tell him the story. You, what you did, Frank. You organized the whole DJ thing, right? Well, yeah. So we had – it was everything was volunteers, and we had a, lot, a great group of people that all got it together at a VFW, I think it was. And uh, so Howie was there to, to, to speak, but he didn't really care about the group of Trumpers. He he cared about how many books he was going to sell, you know. And he was like, "Can you guarantee me X amount?" Of books yeah. And what's interesting <laughs> is this is one of the mistakes. I think and 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 Trump gave him, as the story goes, access to Mar-a-Lago, yeah. because Trump needed to use his radio station to get access. Um, yeah, and so because of that relationship, Trump never supported our campaign, which or the Trump commit because yeah. the swamp. Once you step into the swamp, you're part of it, and that's a, in, in our view is a big mistake Trump made. And actually, it's, it was really sad because we had a we had a great group of grassroots people in 2016. 2016, come 2020, they kicked us all to the curb, and it was like, no, we're the RNC. We got this. You guys, thanks a lot. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, and and I think this happened with the Trump campaign. They yeah. started supporting the RNC. Yeah, um, and because in many ways, in my view, you know, I gave money to Trump. You know, supported him. Trump stopped behaving like Trump. He stopped. He's, yeah. He started bringing. There's no reason Ivanka and Jared should have been in there. There weren't enough Trumpers in the Trump. There should have been more. Yeah. Yeah. So I always say, people say, "Why?" I'm not critiquing Trump. I'm just saying Trump did not behave like Trump. He wanted to drain the swamp, but he invited the swamp in. Unfortunately, um, I don't know why. Guys like you were thrown out in 2020 campaign, even though you busted your ass to get a minute. Yeah, we we weren't well. It's welcome. You know, that's what it was. The way it was. So it's very important to understand this dynamics how the swamp gets itself in. So going back to this. Uh, our slideshow here, so you can see, Frank. Here's Jimbo Lyons colluding to kick out one of the strongest people who supported Trump in Massachusetts. Okay, so when you look here, here's the scumbag Howie Hoare. Who's he with? Who's he with, Frank? His supposed enemy. He supposedly rails against. Oh uh, yeah. Tall Deval. He calls Charlie Baker. Tall Deval. Tall Deval. Yeah. It's all act. He's an entertainer, guys. Yeah. And this is no different than Tucker Carlson. Okay, Howie Hoare. Remember, it's not how we car, it's how we whore, okay? He's pay to play. So these guys talk a good game, and Howie Hart tried to do hit jobs on me, but the two guys that he supported were Dirty Jeff Deal, a failed sign salesman, and then a failed lawyer who was nowhere to be known called Cock for Senate in 2018. Deal, and 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 by the way, the average white working class person thinks Howie Carr is a fighter. Yeah. And this is what people have to recognize. This is where the conundrum is. You have people, just like a lot of people get bamboozled by Gandhi in India or Bernie Sanders, young people, like all these people are fighters. On the right, people think Howie Hoare, whore, right? As he's known here in Massachusetts, mm -hmm. anyone who's enlightened knows he's a whore, pay to play. Didn't do jack for anyone bottoms up. 
Trump used him for Marlago tickets, gives him some signed things. The Trumper thinks he's a Trumper, right? Mm -hmm. But forget all that. He's not for the working class. And I want to remind everyone since 1978 to 70 to 19 to, to as we're here today, the American working class, because of this bullshit, has been is being squeezed. So if you're making fifty thousand dollars today, listen very carefully. According to the Rand report, you should actually be making one hundred twenty-one thousand dollars. The so what happens is the Howie horrors, the so-called Republicans. Anytime working people rise up, a workers' movement. What do they call it? Communist, socialist, mm -hmm. right? That's that's their branding, and then that enables a left wing to create a top-down movement of the unions. So here are working people. We want a bottoms-up movement. Anytime a bottoms-up movement comes, the left calls on the right to brand it as socialist, right? And therefore, and then the left is there to say, oh, come to us, we're the unions, right? Frank, you don't belong to a union, right? How come? Tell people why you don't belong to a union. I, I was invited to join, but I no, I don't. I It's not for me. I can do perfectly well without it. I get paid just as well. And uh, I'm happy without it. So I make my own destiny. So the bottom line is the left and the right, whenever bottoms up working people's movements come, which is what they do, don't want. Since the 1900s, when working people rose up and we got certain rights, they've done everything since the 1950s to make sure anytime working people come up, oh, call them communists, call them communists. Therefore, the left, and you got to understand this, they funnel working people back into the, the top-down unions, and the unions control uh, working people say so never have a bottoms up movement. So so the white working class gets used by the whores like Howie Carr and the and the Al Sharptons take advantage of the black working people. And they, in fact, inflict racism. The one party says the blacks are the problem and the blacks say the whites are the problem. So you guys understand they love racism. Racism is a tool of the establishment to make sure we don't build a bottoms up movement. Divide so, and conquer. Divide and conquer. Yeah. Divide and conquer. So uh, so when you go back here, here's Howie Hoare hanging out with the guy, supposedly his arch enemy. And what do you see here? Who do you see here? Here's Jimbo, Jimbo yeah, Liar, Jimbo. campaigning <laughs> with Baker, Baker, who Baker, he says Baker. is the remember, these guys are very clever. That day they were running around my town, ringing doorbells and shaking hands. But Jim Liar, <laughs> Jimbo Liar says that he's a radical right wing guy. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just like AOC and Bernie says we're radical left. But at the end of the day, they supported Hillary. They supported Biden. Okay. They always talk a bunch of crap, but they bring people back into the establishment. AOC and KOC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was his idea. Okay. So when you look at this picture, it pretty much says it all. And this one, let me go back here. This one even says it better. So you have, here's Charlie Baker. Here's Howie Carr hanging out. Here's Jimbo. These are supposedly the guys who are who go to the ground and they say, oh, we're against Baker. We're against Baker. He's not a real Republican, right? But at the end of the day, they serve to funnel people back into Baker. And how do they do that? They make sure when a guy like me runs, when a guy like Trump ran, right? They say he's bad or they do not allow us in. Remember, none of these people supported Trump in the beginning only when they got money. And none of them will support me because I can't be controlled at all. So that's why in the 2020 election, they found a lawyer to run who was nowhere to be found. And then they flipped the elections. It wasn't the Democrats who did election fraud. It was the Republicans. It was a Republican Massachusetts GOP 
who colluded with the Democrats because they didn't want me taking on Ed Markey. They didn't want me taking on Elizabeth Warren. I hope this is becoming clear to people. So those of you who say well, Republican versus Democrats, you got it wrong. This is why you need to take the political physics. And Frank, I think you learned in some ways, unfortunately, the hard way. I right? learned the hard way, yeah. You have you a did nice all course that you can save yourself a lot of time and take the course. <laughs> it's like, years. Frank, it's, it's <laughs> like you don't go to school for electrical electrician. You just keep wiring stuff and you burn yeah. down homes, right? You say, ah, oh, that's how I do it. <laughs> no, so there's two ways to learn in life. You make mistakes and you make mistakes and that takes 20 years. Yeah. Or you go and say, hey, I'm going to learn. I'm going to study and I'm going to get the journeyman's license. I'm going to become a real electrician. If we want political change, you must understand the science. That's what we're doing at VA Shiva. What we're sharing here today is to give you a case study analysis that you can understand politics using engineering scientific principles. So when you look at this diagram here, let me go back to it. What do you see here? These people, the not so obvious establishment where people get bamboozled with the clowns like this fool, Jimbo Liar, or the clowns like Howie Hoare, who go to the white working class, manipulate them to be racist, frankly. They tell them blacks are the problem. We're fighting, you know, we're Trumpers when they're not. They're just entertainers. They're just making a buck off you. They're con men. And that's what needs to be understood. And the sooner in this case, white working class people understand that these people are there to divide and conquer, make enemies of working people. That's This is a Massachusetts situation, right? That's what they do. So that's what that's what the real lesson here. So when you look at this diagram, this is what they're about. And they're two sides of the same coin. So when you look here, by the way, here's a very interesting diagram you'll see here. What do you see here? You see Charlie Baker taking selfies with Elizabeth Warren. Oh yeah. Charlie Baker did not want a guy like me running. Remember, he's a Republican. But look at Jimbo Lyons hangs out with Baker, and so does Howie Carr. Oh. It's all one big incestuous family acting as though they are enemies. This guy, as Frank said, Howie Carr makes a lot of money selling his books. He's paid to play Howie Whore Carr. That's what he is. And he is not a friend of the white working. He'll just say enough words to rile the white working class up. Yeah. I mean, right, friend, a lot of your friends think what? Carr is, what do they say? Yeah, whether it's Tucker Carlson or Howie Carr, they're all, you know, they agree with it, all the talk, but there is no walk. They talk the talk. They don't walk the walk. You know, they say nice things, but that doesn't matter. People can say anything. Right. And I think that's what we fundamentally wanted to share with you tonight. And I, I, I want to open up the phone lines here. If you guys have any questions, let me open up the phone lines. Um, you can call right now. I'm going to put this up. You can call at 617. I have my little phone here. 617. We'll put it up. If you have any questions, any comments, you can call at 617, you can come a little closer, Frank, 617-631-6874. And what we're sharing here today, anyone on Instagram, 617-631-6874. But what we do here is this is really about education. We want to educate people. So call in and we'll put you on 617-631-6874. And while people are calling in, I want to uh, let everyone know, please go to VA Shiva. Oh, here's someone calling in from go. Columbus, Ohio. Hold on. Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Please say your name and your question. How are you? Good evening. Hi. I'm good. This is so music. Go ahead. You want to turn off your, if you can just turn off your thing in the background. Okay, hold on one Go second. Ahead. 
Hi, I'm calling to talk to Dr. Shiva. Yeah, this is he. Go ahead. Oh, hi, Dr. Shiva. It's Gina from Revere. Oh, go ahead, Gina. How are you? Tell us, good, thanks. How tell you us doing? what's going on. Um, I just want to, you know, I just want to say that um, I got an education being a 63-year-old gold star family member in Revere asking a question um, why the why Islam was praying in the public schools after uh, my family's a gold star member uh, losing my nephew 2005 Operation Enduring Freedom and he was fighting the Taliban we, we learned we don't pray in school meanwhile they're laying Islamic prayer rugs I thought it'd be this is a city committee meeting. I thought that I would be receptive and helped. And they told me that I went on an Islamic tirade. And nobody talks to me and they laugh at me. And meanwhile, they're indoctrinating our children from public schools here. Yeah, so so basically what you're telling, Gina, um, and thank you for calling them, is basically what Gina's saying was, here's a person who is a conservative and who thought the Republican Party would support her, but they actually shunned you. Is that what happened? Gina, that's what happened to you, yes. right? Yeah, so Gina, thanks for sharing. But this is what you find. These people say one thing, uh, but they do another. So we got um, Stefan. Uh, hi, who do we have? Hi. Hey, Stefania. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, tell us where you're calling from and your question, because we have a lot I'm of people calling New in. I'm from New York, and my main question is, what do you believe the end game is since our president supposedly took two doses of the vaccine and is now double down on masking? And I'm just trying to figure out what is the end game if after the vice president and president have taken the vaccine. They're outside six feet apart from people and still double masking. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, it's a good question, Stefania. And, and I'll answer that. Let me just take another call too. So someone else is calling. Um, hold on one second. I'm going to put you on hold. Stefania, I'll answer your question. I'm just going to take someone else. Okay. Um, so hold on one second. I'll take you shortly. So let's let Hold on one second. So let's answer Stefania's question. So Stefania's question is, what is the end goal of going on with vaccines? Look, I've shared with many, many people over and over again, the larger goal here, uh, unfortunately, uh, which Trump didn't go after hard in our view, right, is that the larger issue here is this. The elites have wanted a great reset for a long time. Why? Um, I did a video on this. If you want, I can do a detail. But the net of it is, since 2008, when they started doing quantitative easing, the interest rates should be around 7 to 8% today. They've artificially kept interest rates low because the big companies, the companies that are actually should have failed, have been surviving because of low interest rates. That's what's actually been going on. They've been surviving because of low interest rates. And that's basically has been causing a problem for the elites. Small business people, bottoms up, have actually been doing quite well. Okay? So they've been figuring out how to actually suppress small businesses because they can't have real growth. So my view is starting in 2016, if you believe elections are selections, okay, they're not elections, you can't, you have to take an objective view, which means the 2016 election, the only conclusion I have, that too was a selection because they needed to do a great reset globally. And if you think about this, just follow me on this, that it, when you look at globally, so they needed a pandemic so they could shut down 
the world economy to slow it down so they could keep interest rates low. That's what this is about, because us working people were actually creating a vibrant economy. They needed to shut that down. So that's why Amazon and Walmart, they were allowed to be open, not small guys. But in order to do that, the planning went like this, in my view. They needed a big reason. So they executed this thing called a pandemic. And globally, if they looked at this, who would have been the people that would have been really upset if they shut, shut down your gym? Who would have been really upset if they shut down your business? And who would have been able to take action? Would it have been the Indians in India? Nope, they don't have weapons. Would it have been the Chinese? They don't have weapons. Most of them are basically treated like slaves. Would have been the Australians? They already took away the weapons. It would have been the American working class. So Stefania, my point is that the conclusion I've come after studying everything about election fraud, whether Trump knew it or not, implicitly or explicitly, they put Trump in power. In fact, a lot of people told Hillary your election was stolen and she didn't care. Remember, nothing happened to Hillary. And what did Trump do right when he got to power? Thanks to Ivanka <laughs> and thanks to Jared, he said nothing happened to Hillary. Not did. one thing. He didn't lock her up. And we continued to follow the Trump cult, yeah. unfortunately. And then after that, the Q videos came out. What did they say? They said, trust the plan. Yeah. Trump is a ninth dimensional chess player. Well, nothing happened. In fact, what happened was we have forced vaccinations coming. We have mask mandates and so on. And everything the elites got, got executed. They have more quantitative e easing. The stock market grew explosively. And what we are at today, working people are the ones who got screwed. And the American working class, by the way, is armed to the teeth, who will never allow their Second Amendment to be taken away. They were placated. They didn't do nothing. They thought Trump was going to do something significant, right? Yeah, even after that. January 6th, even after January 20th, nothing happened, guys. And I'm not saying Trump was explicit or implicit, but at the end of the day, what the research and the stuff I've uncovered shows that these elections are selections. So 2016, in my view, was also a selection. And it was done because they needed the global reset. They, the pharma companies are tanking. They need vaccines to make a lot of money. And that's where we're at today. So the elites got everything they wanted. And, then Trump, and now Biden's just going to escalate it. Double masking with stupid people like Fauci forced vaccination, et cetera. But 2016 was necessary to keep us placated. And that's the view I believe Trump served, unfortunately. Didn't let's know at the time though. Let's take the next call. Uh, hold on one second. I have someone else from DC, hold on. Hello, who do we have? Please ask your question from DC. Go ahead. Hold on one second. I'm gonna crank up the volume. Go ahead. Yes, hi, Dr. Shavon, you kind of gave me the insight on the end goal with the vaccines, which I had already been figuring anyway, because I started doing research back in 2019 when they started talking about, you know, I had some mornings when I was going to take my daughter to school. They had a lot of these news reports about them going to mods. So I kind of figured something was ready to happen. So I started doing research and, you know, a couple of weeks later, they come with this pandemic so you kind of said it you know the angles about the uh but that's what i was calling the acts of the the vaccines because you know my daughter's nine years old and you know i'm really not concerned about me you know she got to live in this sick world right now and you know i'm not getting vaccinated and she's not getting vaccinated either. i don't care what kind of mandates they come with yeah that's good look 
Look, everyone needs to make their own decision, but I thank you for your comment. Um, let me, I'll, I'll just comment on that. Look, here's the bottom line. It, uh, you know, we have a new card. As many of you know, we put out these really cool cards that you can get. Please go online and sign up to be, we need people like you in DC to be Truth, Freedom and Health Warriors or join the movement. Just go on and sign up because we want to build, we want to have one Truth, Freedom and Health Warrior leader in at least every state. But one of the things we're doing is if you remember, we have these cards up here. In fact, let me bring up the card. I think I have it here. Uh, I'm gonna, if you, I'm gonna share with everyone the card that we put together. Let me bring it up very, very uh, close here. I, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna bring it up here for a second. Hold on, and I'm gonna share my screen. Okay. Shortly, one second. Uh, what we've done is. You know, we are creating these cards so you guys can educate other people on the ground. So what we've done is, um, let me see here, it's John. One second. Uh, let me see, there it is, okay. Uh, okay, one second, I'm gonna bring this card up that we just are about to put out. So let me bring this up, okay? So if you can see the screen, those of you at home, let me bring this up. So we are putting out these very cool cards. Can you see this on the screen? Let me share it. I'm about to share it here. Let me stop the share here. And I'm going to share my screen here. And you guys will be able to see this. It's very cool. Um, here we go. Okay. So you'll be able to share. I'm sharing my screen right now. And you can see right here, uh, everyone see this card? You guys see it? Can you see it over there? I'm doing it live. But uh, you'll see that we have this new card that we're putting out. It's called Beyond Vax, Anti-Vax. And it's to really educate people about how to look at the what's going on in vaccines. And what we have on the back of this card is the science. The real issue here, it's not about vax or anti-vax. The bottom line is vaccines for all is based on an outdated science of the immune system, as I've talked about. The modern science reveals that we need what we really need to do is we need to go to personalized medicine, okay? The real goal is one size does not fit all, number two. The third is vaccinations do not guarantee a strong immune system. If you wanna get a strong immune system, then it's gonna come from the right nutrition. Friendships, you have good social friendships that's shown at the molecular level, your body will increase increase uh, what are called catholicine and antimicrobial protein, you know, it'll, it'll increase uh, anti-inflammatories, I mean, lower anti-inflammatories and increase antimicrobials. So when you look at the science, vaccines for all is based on an old science. Now, the public health implications are right now the vaccine ma manufacturers are protected from liability. Thank you to the Kennedys. The 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act was all based on 100-year-old science. And there's a lack of public health education on boosting immunity. That's what we really need to talk about. And if they want to do uh, testing of vaccines, they, they need to at least do pharmaceutical grade testing of it. They don't even have that. Vaccines don't even undergo the same testing. So the point being that what we have right now is not even any real understanding of any real, um, you know, uh, honest uh, understanding of what's going on with vaccines because there's really, uh, the science is based on a very, very old understanding of vaccines. So that's why I think people should think about. Thank you. Let me take the next call. We have, um, be well. Thank you. Yep. 
So we have Fort Lauderdale, Florida calling. Let me see this here. Okay, I'm sorry. Please go on. You had a question? Yes. Oh, oops. I'm sorry, lost person. Please go on from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hi, dear. My name is Paula. I've been watching you for some time, and my goodness, you're covering so many subjects. But, and I'm just getting over COVID myself down here, myself, my husband, and my daughter. Um, so I wanted to make mention of, I don't know if people understand how deep these elections uh, really go. I don't care if it's at a local level, like I did with mayor, all the way up. And what I experienced, and I haven't talked now, about so it much. Just and I never, very quickly, so you ran... You're from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and you ran for mayor over there? I did. Um, I am considered Fort Lauderdale, but it's Davie, D-A-V-I-E. And what I experienced from Miami all the way up here to Davie, Fort Lauderdale, was quite interesting as a younger woman. I'm a, I'm, I'm a veteran, a Marine Corps veteran. And at the local level, in our smaller town outside of Fort Lauderdale, you would think, I thought, and I was even enough to think that it wouldn't be a big deal in running the race against these people. And what I didn't understand, I was naive enough to believe was that people were good. And what I found through the race was that a lobbyist who was running my opponent's campaign, he had been in office for quite some time, and I won't mention names, she actually was a lobbyist for many campaigns, not just in Fort Lauderdale, Davie, Miami. It went all the way up to Washington. So what I found out in a, in a speech that I was doing one night where myself and the opponent were called to do a speech at the town for various people in the audience, um, I had some friends that I brought with me because my gut feeling just wasn't right. I don't know why. I know. Well, I know why after this. Yeah. Yeah. If you can just, just in the interest of time, can you just tell us what happened? So, so the, what's the core, core thing happened? Yeah. Two gentlemen threatened me that evening and they took me aside and said, we're very concerned for you. You need to drop out of the race. And I said, excuse me. It's a mega fight. Are you kidding me? And they said, we believe, uh, and this is a good old boy system in the mid-90s. I did not realize that. We believe that uh, someone will put you down. And I'm like, excuse me? It was a direct threat. And now, what party were you running as? It was, it was not Republican, nor was it Democrat. And I'm a registered independent anyway. Now, was the other person an independent, too, or Republican or Democrat that you're running against? He was a Democrat. Okay, so basically these people showed up and strong-armed you and threatened you to drop out because you were building your own popularity and you were an outside agent of change. Exactly. Yeah. Look, I think you, look, I think the bottom line is this. We in Massachusetts, I mean, we know we won by landslide, right? So here the Massachusetts Republican Party, just like this, they're thugs. And people need to understand you know, we're going to be launching on Monday a solution for clean elections. And there's only one way we're going to get clean elections. And again, if you apply what well, the teachings that we teach in the course is a bottoms up movement and we have to go locally. The only way we're going to get clean elections is number one, if we eliminate the voting machines and it's hand counted paper ballots at the local level, because that itself is going to break their back because that's how they control well, it, everything. Number two. It can, but 
Yep. Well, it can, and I'm sorry to interject. However, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, had the hanging tabs, and that was a huge issue. I can't remember which race that was. That was a um, Bush. That was a Bush Gore. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So that was that was paper ballots. Yeah, but the issue is this: there are two things there, right? When you do paper ballots, the there's a caveat here. When they do the vote selection, here's my solution. Okay, we'll talk more about it. First of all, election day should be a national holiday. We should get children, civic. It should be an event. And the votes need to be counted by paper, hand counted, open, transparent. And it should be done at the precinct and reported at the end of the day. No stuff should be ever transported anywhere. What I've learned is the more local you make it, the more it's paper and transparent. That's the future technology. You're talking to a technology. I was talking to Steve Bannon about this. That. The way is you have to count the votes and report it locally on the day of the election. Because what they do is they use all these methods where they have an opportunity to transport the counts to centralized voting centers and manipulate it. So the only way is we have to fight locally. And there'll be another card I'm going to be putting out on this. But we need to build a bottoms up movement. And so if you're in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, uh, I look forward to please join us Monday evening. And we need people everywhere like you. And the only way this can happen is if we build a national movement bottoms up, not even going to win elections anymore. Forget elections because they're all selections. What we need to focus on is us as a community independent of big tech building. So what we're doing on on the platform, unfortunately, and I've been a technologist is, so we're using all that weaponry is you get educated. We've created our own version of Facebook on vashiva.com slash and on the slash join. We've created the ability where you can interconnect with others underground, right? Very quietly, we build our movement and we start getting very smart people who understand the not so obvious establishment because we're not going to be able to do it alone. These people. Well, I will tell you. Yes. Yeah. There's no way you can do it alone. And I experienced that. I ran my race alone. I had many contractors come to me with checks. I refused those checks because I just had a bad gut feeling. Found out later that the reason they were coming to me with those checks for, for donating to the campaign, which I never accepted, was because they wanted to be awarded contracts throughout not yeah. only this area. But exactly. You, yeah, the whole thing is nothing about democracy or affecting change. It's about a little old boys club. So anyway, I, I appreciate you sharing. Okay. Um, but it, it's a really very powerful story, what you've shared, because what occurred to you should never occur if we we were we basically we live in a banana Republican third world country. You should go. Everyone should go study yeah. Tim Canova's work. What happened? Thank you. Let me take the next. Oh, uh, we have Andover, Massachusetts. Hello. Are you from Andover? Who is this? Hi, Lynn. Tell us what, what you got. You're from Andover? Yes. Yeah, we have Frank Licatos from Andover. So you must know Jimbo Liar. Maybe. <laughs> Tell us what you got, your comment and your or, or, or your question. I want to know what, what the big deal is about opening schools. Because private schools are open. They have been open. <laughs> yeah, so good question. Let me Let me answer that. Look, this is what's fundamentally going on. You asked a great question. The elites who can send their kids to private schools, they're open, right? Right. The public schools are not. So the question is why? 
And when you really understand this question, you'll understand what the real problem is. In our manifesto, when we started our movement for truth, freedom and health, one of the things we said is the bottom line is the elites do not want to invest in infrastructure for working people. If you go back to the 19, what, what was your name again? Lynn. Lynn, if you go back to the 1900s, you'll find out during the late 1800s to the 1900s, we had powerful bottoms up working class movements and we scared the hell out of the, the elites at the time. And what did, and because of that, they started giving us clean water, sanitation, uh, public schools, um, what else? Um, uh, vitamin A, nutrition. And that's what brought down infectious disease long before the measles vaccine ever came out in 1962. Between 1900 to 1950, 98.5% of measles was gone because of working class guys like Frank, who were the sanitation guys and the plumbers. They did more for reducing infectious diseases than the doctors and the pharmacists. So why am I telling you this? Since that time in a place like Massachusetts or many of your states, wherever you are, the United States has a D plus plus in infrastructure, a D plus, I'm sorry. <laughs> Massachusetts got an F minus minus. Why is infrastructure important? That is when you go to school, do the ventilation systems work? Do the heating systems work? Do the AC systems work? Do, do the schools have proper uh, cleanliness, sanitation? What's happening in the United States is our infrastructure is falling apart and that is a real concern to public health. So instead of addressing that, they've made up a fake problem, pandemic, da, 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 right? And the reason they can't send the kids back to school is not because of the pandemic, is because the school's AC systems likely don't work. They can't even filter proper air. The public, the private schools are fine. So the elites have their stuff taken care of, right? One rule for them and another rule for us. That's what's actually going on. If Charlie Baker in Massachusetts truly cared about public health, where is it? Why does Massachusetts have an F minus minus by the American Society of Civil Engineers? The worst infrastructure in the United States, where the same state where MIT exists with the best civil engineering people in the world, because they have they're destroying the economy. They've made the economy for the top five percent. They squeeze working people. And this is what is not talked about. That's what's actually going on. So they distract us with vaccines, distract us with masks. Meanwhile, working people like Frank, myself, people actually create, people like everyone listening are the ones who are getting screwed. That's why we have to stop this bullshit with Republican versus Democrat, left versus right. It's about working people uniting. And the way we're gonna unite is by getting smart and we have to study the political physics. That's why I'm so passionate. I keep pounding away. You guys gotta go to vashiva.com and you have to join, not because I'm trying to sell you something, but because Without that understanding, it's going to just be a few of us. We have to build the political understanding, the political physics. Thank you. I hope that answered your question. Thank you. Yep. Let's take next. Hello. Who do we have? Yeah, Ken Russell, Colorado. Hey, Ken. How are you? Sorry, I kept you waiting. Please uh, ask your question and tell us uh, what it's about. Yeah, I posted on the uh, forum. I'd like to know what Dr. Sheba thinks is going to happen when the case of election fraud gets to the Supreme Court? Well, it's a good question. Look, what I can tell you is, I don't know if you know, Ken, we actually have, we are the, we, I have the only two cases in the United States in federal court, which has not been dismissed. Were you aware of that, Ken? No. Yes. Yes. I am. Yeah. So look, my view on, on the real crime scene of election fraud 
The real crime scene is the computer algorithms. It's not the mail-in ballots. It's not the voter suppression the Democrats call, but it's not the mail-in ballots of Republicans. The real crime scene is left and right, Republican and the Democrat have been allowing electronic voting machines, which have the computer algorithms, which can flip votes, which we proved in my election. No one has rebutted it. We proved when the ballot images are getting destroyed. That's why they threw me off Twitter. Now, in the cases that I've seen them file in the Supreme Courts, I've been a little bit, frankly, very upset with the legal people that have been filing. I'm not a lawyer, but you go read my cases. They're done a hundred times better than these lawyers that Trump brought in. So I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I do know this, that they're not going after the real crime scene, which is the computer algorithms. Everything else, look, up until November, they were talking about voter fraud. When I started exposing Arizona and Michigan with the mathematics, then the GOP started talking about election fraud, but they raised $300 million. This is what I'm saying. They're using election fraud to raise money to keep their base attached. They don't really want to go after election fraud. It's a charade for them. Exactly. That's, what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm trying to say with this discussion today that Frank was here to talk about is any topic they take, they just talk the talk. Right. They don't want to win. They want to raise money off it. They want them to raise money off of it. Uh, racism. Well, the the left so raises money off racism. They don't want to solve racism. They need racism to keep the black-white narrative going. You don't think the Supreme Court's going to do anything? Look, um, the Supreme Court may, but what I'm saying is they're not going after the real crime scene, which is the computer algorithms. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah exactly. They're yeah. not going after that. Um, and, um, you know, I was, you know, his Sidney Powell asked me to give the affidavit in the Georgia case and then she pulled the Georgia case. I don't know why, which was, which was in the Supreme court. Uh -uh. So what I'm trying to tell you is it, starting in September, they knew the GOP that they were going to do something about election fraud. We have to be very careful. Our, the stuff I started putting out was going at the real issue of election fraud. It's like, the medical freedom issue. Robert Kennedy's not going after the real issue of vaccines. He makes money off acting like though he's an anti-vaxxer. This is my point. We have to get smart about the, you know, they haven't solved cancer. All the people supposedly fighting cancer and breast cancer. Look at Susan Komen. That foundation is a $2 billion foundation. She gets a $9 million pension. We have to get real look at people's actions. So that's why I'm saying the, the money. Follow the freaking money. money. They're making money. Off. They made 300 million. When I started doing the stuff on Michigan exposing, that's when Mark Meadows, who's a complete scumbag at the White House, called me. He didn't call to help me. I said, Mark, I need the data. I can help you. He didn't give me any data. Then Rona McDaniel's office called me. They didn't help out. I'm the mathematician who's got four degrees from MIT, who showed it here, showed it in Michigan. And Eric Trump contacted me. I said, look, I don't think anyone help, wants to help your father. He said, talk to the Trump committee. They didn't give me the data. You see, they used election fraud to keep the Trump base close to them, but they didn't want to win. Right, right. Yeah, I want to win because I'm not, I, have, I owe nothing to these guys. So uh -huh. I'm not sure what will happen, but I can tell you this. They're not going after the real issue of election fraud. They're playing around with it. Rudy Giuliani, look, he cross-examining probably a nice guy, but he was, according to Patrick Byrne, was getting paid 100000 a week. Okay, uh, I didn't get right. paid anything. I'm doing all this stuff for nothing. If anything, right, right. I'm telling people to, I'll give you education 
and support what we're building. This is why we need to build a bottoms up movement. We need to get training. Without education, we're gonna ask the wrong questions. The right question to ask is not what the Supreme Court's gonna do. The question is, what are you going to do? What are you gonna do in your local community? And I'm telling you the solution is we must eliminate electronic voting machines. We must get rid of paper ballot and we must have paper ballots and we must save ballot images. I know how to win this. It's us going local, period. Uh -huh. That's how we win. Thank you. Be well. Yeah, sure. Be in touch. Go, you know, become a truth, freedom, and help warrior. The amount of time you're, you're doing this public service, you could be building another company. Too. Yeah, yeah. That's what everyone says. Shiva, why aren't you growing another billion-dollar company? But I'm telling you, I'm excited by this because I see an opportunity to educate people. And the innovation we've done, in the interest of time, what I'm going to do is um, uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to take a quick uh, – uh, hold on one second. Let me take this call. Yeah, could you just hold? I'm just going to hold on one second. Hold on one second, please. I'm just going to take a few minutes to just share with people because people are writing to me asking about the Truth, Freedom, and Health platform. Hold on one second. Is that all right? Hello? Hold on one second, please. So uh, what I want to share with people is I keep – so what we've done on the platform that we're building here is – and this is for everyone. I want everyone to go to VA Shiva. And this is a way that you can support yourselves but more importantly, support this movement that we're building. As a technologist, what I felt was missing was we needed an actual movement uh, for truth, freedom, and health. So what we've done here is if you go to vashiva.com and you sign in, um, you get to go to a dashboard. Um, and uh, we've been upgrading our, we have our own data center, so we don't rely on Amazon. So we're building as we've actually, so if you go to, let me go here first. So if you go to vashiva.com slash join, okay? That's the page where you can go and join the movement for truth, freedom, and health. You can get listen to the video. We are literally putting in new server, new software. We have a lot of people contributing, but mainly I want people to become a truth, freedom, and health warrior. It's an actual program. So if you go to vashiva.com slash warrior, right? You can go to joiner warrior. You'll see the, this has taken me about 40 years to build this educational program. We're taking engineering science. It's gonna sound pretty wild. And we're applying it to politics. So you can, within about three hours, every Monday nights or online, I will teach you control systems theory, the foundations of systems thinking. In about one hour, you'll get literally a two-year MIT education. And you'll learn systems. Then you can go online where all the tools are within our data center. and You can learn these courses. Then you can understand how to use these principles, not only to under, understand political systems, but the same science can be used to understand how your body is a system. You can understand, um, you can answer a set of questions. You can figure out what kind of system you are. Then you can figure out with this black dot here, the red dot is who you are, how you're off course. In our case, the red dot is truth, freedom, and health, right? We want to get on course to that. But you can then understand how supplements, foods, and nutrition can bring you back on course. But these same principles can be used to understand political systems. Um, I give you access to the ebook System and Revolution, which is like the textbook of political change. And you also get a bunch of other books. Um, but the bottom line is not only do I offer you the education, but that's just the first part. We need education. Then we need to build our own community, independent of Facebook, right? Independent of Twitter. So that's what we're also building. On this site right here, when you go here is, for example, the forum. We have a forum that you can log into and as someone just said, 
we're at, we have these amazing people are starting to log in and you can communicate again, independent of uh, big tech. You can see people are ha having huge discussions here. It's amazing. We just launched this like five days ago. Okay. You have people having discussions about mass and oral health, um, et cetera. And this is all available for you. So you can build community nationwide, worldwide with people going up. Here's John Medlar, for example, he's, you can set up your own Facebook page. Okay. You can, and you can connect to warriors and leaders. So please, this is how you support what I'm doing, but this is how we support what we all want. We all want truth, freedom, and health. You get access to all these tools. You get access to all the education that you learn, books, et cetera. But most importantly, it is a communications community building platform for us. And then, for example, you can take action. There's a, a just like I shared with you, the election integrity card, right? There's a card here that you can print. We have nearly 200,000 of these printed, Frank. Wow. People are printing them on their own, okay? And you can print this card on your own. And this is how you can educate people in your local communities about masks, right? The issue is not whether you should wear masks or not. The issue is that the masks actually hurt your oral health. So you go to a, so what does this card say? You can print these on, you know, you can print about a thousand at Staples for 25 bucks, but it's decentralized. The, the oral microbiome, the gut, the mouth bacteria are central to your overall health. You teach people that you put a mask on a kid, you're going to hurt his oral health. Systems biology reveals that these masks disrupt the oral microbiome. Dentists are noticing more and more bleeding gums, dental issues. We're going to see an explosive amount of oral health issues. So we are offering you a way out of this. And that is what this is about. We have to, you're, you're not going to get this from politicians. Okay. Because politicians don't give a jack about you. And, and we have to understand that what we're doing on the vashiva.com slash join site is giving you an infrastructure so you can start building your own chops. You can start becoming your own nuclear physicist of political change. So that's what we need to do. The act, there is a, a clear action. Let's build the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Let's get educated. Let's communicate independent of big tech. And we're adding more and more features. We have a lot of people saying, Shiva, we want to, uh, uh, what's that, Frank? Oh, just look at, so the cards, basically you could walk into a store without a mask on. Yeah, and when explain they give, what the, yeah. And when, you, when they give you a hard time, you just pass them the card with some information on the back. And it basically says, the reason I'm not wearing a mask is because it's bad for my mouth. And, yeah, and, uh, and, and you should too, as an employee, you should tell your boss that he should, he yeah, owes and, you and, dental and maybe, Yeah, exactly. So instead <laughs> of yelling at the employees, we educate them. Those are our brothers and sisters. We say, I was a, at a, I said, I want to get some pizza. The poor guy's working probably for a minimum, whatever he's working yeah. for, right? With 800 degree oven, he's wearing two masks. Right. And I say, you know, that's going to, you're, you're going to have bleeding gums and it's going to hurt your teeth. He goes, I didn't know that. I gave him the card. I said, you know, your employer should give you dental insurance. Now we're empowering that employee to go bottoms up versus going and begging to the government. Okay. It's going to only happen. So this little card that you're seeing here is a weapon. So those of you on, you, you see, you can see this card here. This card becomes a weapon. This is a educational weapon. We're going to win through education and we have to stop recognizing, stop looking above, look, look unto yourselves. So let me take this up. Uh, go ahead. We have a someone from 216-309-4664. What's your question? Hi, how are you? Good. How are you doing, Frank? Yes, let, me just, let me just check it. Are you okay? No, you, I'm, you, you, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, 
I am an educator out of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Um, currently, I have been doing virtual learning, um, virtual education for Cleveland, Ohio, since March when we got shut down. It's, it's for public schooling. And we just got a message from um, our CEO, um, and he is trying to, well, he has already said that we are now having to go back um, in person, and um, they're giving us until March 15th to do so. Um, and which leaves us with our live uh, virtual schedule that leaves us Wednesdays is where the children, they have to um, just do asynchronous, which is just online on the computer and there's no live classes. Um, so our days are filled with PD. And so that leaves us two weeks, only on Wednesdays, to try to get some type of training on going back in person. Yeah. And mind you, most of the schools in Cleveland Public Schools are, are not properly ventilated. Um, there you go. aren't even allowed to be opened. Um, we, we cannot, it, it, it's impossible to practice social distancing. Um, we don't even have uh, soap in our bathrooms in Cleveland Public Schools. So I, 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 I just don't understand how this is possible because our governor, Mike DeWine, um, publicly bullied us into returning since all the private schools were opening. And mind you, the private schools, when they have the money to do so, they had, you know, they were able to practice social distancing. They were able to do a lot of different things that Cleveland schools or any public schools for that matter could not do. And um, I, I, I just, I, I, I am, I don't understand it. Even bullied us into, well, not bullied, but coerced us into saying, hey, if you get the vaccine, we'll even give you an extra day off. Yeah, so, so you're hitting a bunch of... You're hitting a bunch of issues. But look, the bottom line, what you're sharing, what the what the real issue here that you're sharing is if you're a working person who can't afford public schools, you have to send your kids to, I mean, private schools, public schools, you're basically screwed. The second thing you're saying is they're bribing people to take the vaccine, right? So yes. this, this is a model that they have. The goal of big pharma, thanks to the Kennedys, by the way, they're the ones who created all this. Ted Kennedy's the one who created the National Vaccine Injury Program, so you can't sue Big Pharma on vaccines. So what they've done is Big yeah. Pharma now can make trillions of dollars on vaccination versus one-size-fits-all medicine. This is not pro or anti-vax. They don't spend any money on boosting immunity. The rich people, they get to go to their spas and they get to get all the vitamins, but everyday people are not trained on boosting immunity, number one. Exactly. Number, number two, because their infrastructure is so bad, because the U.S. infrastructure is a D plus, this is why they can't send kids back to public school. That's what's really going on. And instead of addressing yeah. that, instead of addressing infrastructure, instead of addressing the public health issues, they put us into a different realm of just nonsense. So it's time that we realize the only way to win is bottoms up. We are never gonna get anything from elections because they're all selections. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Be, be well. Yep. Well, I'm sorry. We have another. We're gonna take. Uh, it's we got we got dinner coming. You want to eat with us, Frank? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay. So I'm gonna just take one more call. Frank's here. Frank's been working all day. He's a working guy, like, uh, and he works on weekends. And she was a very good cook, by the way. I don't know. Uh, if yeah, I'm gonna know that out there. I'm gonna yeah. make some very good. Uh, I, I enjoy. I can make vegetarian, non-vegetarian dishes. Maybe we'll do a cooking show. Okay. I did one on curry, but I love cooking. So let's take one more question. Go ahead. Who is this? Yeah, my name is Gilbert. Yeah, Dr. Shiva, I've been trying to get you, uh, you know, privately. Where are you from, Gilbert? 
Where are you New from? New York City. New York City. And okay. what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to file a lawsuit to overturn the mask mandate and, and, and the vaccine. Okay, and I was trying to get to you to ask you maybe to be an expert because hey, I need a scientist and I need a doctor to prove that the mask is not reliable and the vaccine is dangerous. Okay, because there's been a lot of complaints about it. All right. Yeah. So let me let, let me tell you how we win that argument. Okay. Yeah. First of all, don't count on Robert Kennedy Jr. He's a complete scumbag. Okay. Yeah. He he has been he's he is the not so obvious establishment. In yeah. the do, do you know who he is? Oh, Robert Kennedy? You mean the original Robert Kennedy? No, 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 the Robert Kennedy Jr., the heroin addict. The former. Oh, no, I don't know him. I know his, I know the original one, the, the brother, J.F. John F. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, the bottom line is the way we're going to win the issue on medical freedom is to educate people. It's not pro or anti-vax. That's just a bullshit argument that they get us in. The real issue is we need to boost immunity. Okay? Number one. And the second principle is... Your body is different than my body, than Frank's body is, okay? We all need different things to support our immune systems. What they're pushing is everyone should get this same standard medicine. It's like top-down Communist Party model. Imagine everyone having to eat lettuce, everyone having to eat a potato, everyone having to, I don't know, eat uh, eat, uh, mushrooms. You know what I'm saying? That doesn't work. So that's what the real issue is. If they truly cared about public health, truly cared about our immune systems, they would be talking about boosting immunity. They'd be talking about eating the right foods, et cetera. So what we need to, what we can bring out is what I can help you with. So let me know, email me at victory America Shiva, VA Shiva at VA Shiva.com. And I, I I have a bunch of people and my assistant um, uh, will help set up times, uh, whatever the process that she is figured out for, being an expert witness, VA Shiva, VA Shiva.com. Okay, and, I'll do. Okay, that sounds great. I thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. And by the way, a bunch of people are writing in, where do you get these cards? Okay, by the way, you go to VA Shiva.com, VA Shiva.com slash join, and you can join just as a member. And you join as a member, you get access to the form, you get access to videos, no cost. Um, you don't have to contribute anything. But if you log in at VA Shiva.com, when you go to the dashboard, let me share this with you. Um, right in the dashboard, right when you log yeah. in, in the yeah. dashboard right here, you'll see yeah. you scroll down, you click on the yeah. dashboard if you log in, and there is a card, the Mass and Oral Health card. And by the way, we have um, a bunch of other cards coming up. We have one on vaccines. It'll yeah. teach you. But you can hand these cards out, like Frank said. Let's print, not print them locally. Remember, 20% of people are never going to agree with you, 20% will. We need to educate the 60%. So with the masks, we're telling people, look, when you put the mask around your mouth, that's why you can hand this card to people, print it, hand it out. Yeah, and, and you know, these airlines make you wear a mask and nobody's challenging. And, uh, you right, know, so what, what we got is, look, I was on an American Airlines. Okay, the stewardess said, you know, I hate wearing this mask and I gave her one of these cards, okay? She said, wow, yeah. I didn't know it's going to hurt my teeth. She, I go, you should go tell your unions that they should give you three or four cleanings now, okay? Yeah. Instead of yeah. just, typically the dental insurance only covers one or two. If you're wearing masks all day, I would say you should at least get one to two, you should get at least four cleanings a, a, yeah. a month because down, yeah. you're building more plaque, you're hurt, you're increasing the bacteria. I mean, all sorts of problems go on. And so if we focus on oral health, yeah. we'll go at the real issue. And I have all the science for that. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, man. Okay, be well. All right, everyone. Uh, we will do this again. Every, uh, I'm going to, um, not that I don't want to take calls, but everyone listening, 
I have to go to get something to eat. Frank has been here, uh, but we we love to hear from you guys. And we'll, it looks like this is a big success. People like to talk. Uh, we'll do this more often, Frank. But next time you can be the DJ handling the calls. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, we we can get uh, a better system going. But um, anyway, look. Uh, in in conclusion, go to vashiva.com if you want to help yourself. It's not going to come from politicians. It's going to come from us. Right. We're the only ones who can do this. Not Trump. Not Biden. Not you know. Everybody's waiting for a savior. There's know? no savior. Okay. <laughs> The savior is us. Right. And and the thing is, on every one of these issues, masks, this is like two cents. You can print out these cards. Give them to people. And on the back of the cards, it says vashiva.com slash masks. They go there and we have the full research. So we got to educate people. As my great-grandfather said, who was an indentured servant, he said, it is education which leads us out. Okay? And as another great guy, Buddha, said, it is the ignorance is a source of all suffering. It is our responsibility. If you're hearing this for you to get educated, I've created the tools. I'm merely a catalyst. Go to vashiva.com right now. Get educated. You can become a member. So you get access to some of the tools you can contribute. You get access to more tools. This is not about me trying to enforce something on you, but if you want to win, get educated. And that's how you can contribute to me, support what I'm doing so we can keep doing this. Um, but that's what we need. So get educated or be enslaved. And having said that, I'm going to always play a really cool video, which I love playing this video. Let me add to this. Vote our country. To so, so everyone listen to this video. Uh, well, if you've heard it once, hear it again, because it is really the essence of the message for today. It is get educated or be enslaved. And education, go to vashiva.com slash join. We're also giving you communication tools so you won't, as you build communities with this amazing community we're building, you're not gonna get knocked off Facebook, you're not gonna get knocked off Twitter. It's our infrastructure, it's your infrastructure. No one else owns it. So that's what we need to do. And then you activate yourself, practical actions. Start educating people. There's gonna be more and more of these. These are our, these are our guns and bullets, it's these cards. You go local, you go local. So we don't have to worry about social media knocking us off. So. Thank you, everyone. Have a good night. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within. And the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you. Deep down inside them that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. Okay. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom, and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four-year-old kid, studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There's a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media, we need leaders, but they, they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, right? Talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas 
hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up, working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people, Dave, to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, forget celebrities. You've got to learn politics, and there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down. And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're gonna follow on the, the left wing, Bernie Sanders, oh, he said something, or Robert Kennedy, scumbags. Or you're gonna follow you know, some right wing talk show host. They're not gonna lead us to liberation, it's us. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game, and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done, and it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own, quote unquote, people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum. People can go to bashiva.com, and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics, and I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people. Two years of MIT control systems, I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it, anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I gotta build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute, and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, be, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom, and health, and they can find it on V as in Victor A. Shiva, vashiva.com, so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to vashiva, victoryamericashiva, vashiva.com. All right, everyone, before I end, I want to thank Frank. Frank's an incredible uh, uh, person. He works really hard. And Thanks for having me. This was fun. <laughs> yeah, but we need to build a movement of us. We it's need to get educated or be enslaved. That's There's only two choices. So which will it be?
All right, everyone. Be, be well. Have a good night. I'll see you tomorrow. And by the way, email me. I've been getting a lot of comments on what people want me to do tomorrow uh, at vashiva at vashiva.com. And obviously, I want we got to have 50,000. That's a number we worked out. I'll tell you why one day. We need to have 50,000 Truth, Freedom, and Health warriors across the world for that matter. Okay? That's how we're going to win. Bottoms up, local by learning the physics of revolutionary change. That's how we create change. Not by elections, which are all selections, and not by these politicians. Thank you. Have a good night. Good night.